Leaping about in time. I've found that there are some things in life that I can't change. And there are some things that I can. To save a life. To change a heart. To make the right choice. I guess that's what life's about. Making the right choices at the right time. Hello and welcome to episode... 380 of Under the Call of MS, a normal Thursday, comics and health MS, whatever, podcast. We got a nice little stack of comics to get us started off today. Starting off with, oh yeah, comics, Ninjas, number seven. Uh, we get Ease L Time. Which is kind of a little beatnik style story of characters going on here. And dealing with uh, little passages through time. And it's kind of cool because they do. Oh yeah, crew did a bunch of little art panels with artwork in them. And I'm assuming all these little pieces of artwork are from... Oh, yeah, comics fans, kids of all ages, drawing up some other favorite Oh, yeah, comics characters. Then there's a Oh, yeah, comics presents Adventure Gear a segment where you get to see different type of adventure bug outfits with different types of adventure gear outfits that they have for the adventure bug character. And then we got an Acme novelty where acme bat is part of the storyline and get to see him helping out action cat and adventure bug dealing with a character that's destroying oh yeah comics and then we get the case of the stolen comics where adventure bug and action cat and Uh, they have to deal with someone that's stealing the comics. And Awesome Bear gives them a hand in this storyline. And it just happens to have a bunch of little ninjas in it. So it's a fun little story watching them deal with these characters along the way. And then we go over to... Oh, we also get this interesting samurai squirrel character is also brought into this story with the ninjas that are stealing the comic books. Uh, So another fun character that we got to meet along the way. Then we got another evil cat, evil shoes story going on. And action cat in It's a Trap. Uh character happens to set a trap and some things just happen to go wrong with that trap and when you get a little oh yeah comics true value story in the back which is a fun little uh, retail style story there's a cool flower cat poster picture in here and of course Last page, you got the zombie cat story, and ghost. This one's got ghost bug in it, also called tic tac toe. <laughs> uh, you just imagine what that means when you're dealing with zombie cat. That was a lot of fun. So then we checked out, oh, yeah, comics, the uncanny unicornia number eight, and starts out with a downtown Skokie story where a character gets poked in an eye and has to get go get his eyes checked and all kinds of things happen when he comes across the evil cat and that's trying to steal things for himself and this guy comes along and they end up doing things that 
end up turning this character into something else and just it's a lot of fun seeing how they action cat and adventure bug deal with that whole fiasco then we got oh yeah comics presents boom goes boom or we got some explosive action happening along the way we have a mark wade storyline called big boned mark wade the crab deals with the dog characters and the dog duo the dynamic dog duo <laughs> then we got oh yeah comics looking for goji in all the wrong places places there got uh evil cat trying to find the Go- goji nana thinks he has it in his sights and you get to see what happens along that way and we get another action cat story with mark Quigages. another mark quaid style story and a Interesting little pearl that turns into something when they put it in the, the water. And there's a little frostbite story for Adventure Cat, which is a you get the polar bear character and stuff. And another character, you know, wintry scene storyline. And there's a single-page story, Adventure Bug Saving Daylight. Just Adventure Bug dealing with an annoying alarm clock. And then we get another cool poster. And then, of course, another zombie cat. Single-page finisher in the end called Terms of Agreement. It's a cell phone uh, storyline. Some annoyances you deal with cell phones. And, of course, the awesome picture on the back cover always holds up nicely and then the final one of this group of oh yeah comics is number nine and it starts out with tales of crime which we happen to meet some new evildoers in this one that are pig style characters kind of like walking piggy banks it was fun seeing how this story went along. Then there's another... Oh, yeah, comics. Welcome, my evil friends. Uh, it's kind of a story where a bunch of the evil characters get together and try and do something, and you get to see what happens. And then there's Dare to be Darling, which has the dynamic daring dog duo. And how they deal with everything. And then I will be right back right after. Okay. Sorry about that. I just had to take care of something quick. So, But we are still talking about the number nine. Uh, oh, yeah, comics issue. And there's a little wilderness survival skills achievement bonus thing. With Hammond doing some different adventures along the way. That was a lot of fun. Seeing Hammond out and about playing in the wilderness. And there's A Day in the Life of Evil Cat by Scoot. Which is another. And they're all fun. That's just a blast. I mean, these are perfect. You can use these for a little... Uh, bedtime stories or whatever get someone new into reading comics or someone old and it's great for comic readers of all ages i love these little stories uh but we got Vinny the the muzzle which is kind of like a bane batman bane style parody crossover and then we got ninja soar versus south paws where you get south paws dealing with this new Dinosaurs type character, Ninjasaurus. 
And of course, the cat's trying to get up on me. I don't know why. There's no room right now. We got zombie lunch with zombie cat and southpaws. I get another Markor story, style story in here. And then we have Cornelius and Aloysius in Digital First. It's a computer-related story. Then there's a smartphone story. Then a really cool poster with a wear beast on it. And then, of course, oh, no, hey, what? They're ruining it. What did they do? They changed it up on me. That's not fair. They got Action Cat and Sweet Dreams in the back by a character who also has a page on the inside of the back cover. But I like my Zombie Cat story to finish it off. It's always got to end with Zombie Cat. And then there's a cool poster on the back cover, of course. But yeah, I like Action Cat and all yeah, yeah comic stuff. It's just it's all a lot of fun. And then we checked out Doctor Strange number sixteen. This is the Vampiric Verses Part Three of Five. So I got right in the middle of the whole storyline. Checked it out. I had this new vampire type character is uh who's apparently a brother of dr strange who thinks that dr strange is the one that turned him into a vampire and uh, i'm not sure what happened with all of it this storyline i want to know more we get morbius in here and a variety of other vampiric style creatures and it's just it's got a lot of action going on. It's, it's This would make for a fun movie. Crossover with Doctor Strange and Morbius. I'd like to see this storyline come out in the theaters. But, uh, yeah, I got to get part one, two, four, and five yet. But I just seen this at the Cowabunga Con and picked it up. And the rest of the comics I'll be talking about here are ones that I picked up at the Cowabunga Con. But I was just thumbing through and I... Of course, I see something that looks like a vampire on the cover of a Doctor Strange comic. It's like, I'm going to pick it up. So, I obviously got to make room for the cat because he is getting pissy. He wants to be on my lap. Hello, Mr. Lemmy Kilmeister. You're sleeping so nicely in your chair, so I came down here to do my podcast. And then Lila comes and wakes you up. Yep. That's what happened. I got to put up with the cat and try and do my comics. See if I can do this or not. And I got, well, actually, if I use my microphone stand, maybe that will help make it easier to hold the microphone. All right. Next one up is Quantum and Woody. This is number four from acclaimed comics valiant and valiant heroes uh, this is another standard quantum and woody comic where woody's just being a little jackass and quantum's trying to be more civilized about things and <laughs> It kind of gives you a, a whole new look on a word that's frowned on in culture, especially nowadays. Uh, it's an interesting story. It's, it's always fun seeing how Quantum and Woody work together, and we get to see also a character that Woody, a homeless character that Woody deals with that happens to help him out, apparently, with some information, kind of like a little narc along the way with certain things that are happening along around their city. 
keeping them informed on things. It's like the homeless have their ears on the pavement more than someone that's living in a home. So then, of course, the quote in the beginning was from Quantum Leap. And the reason I did that is because I happened to get Quantum Leap number six. And this was, uh, I think this is pretty much basically right out of the TV series and laid out pretty much the same, the whole opening segment and everything, the ending segment and all that is pretty much laid out the same, but I'm not sure. I thought when I seen this cover that I, I seen this episode, but I don't remember the girls being twins. But Sam is a girl in this one and just happens to have a twin sister and some things happen. And they got to deal with some pervy guys back in the days. This goes back to like the 50s, uh, I would say probably. And then, as usual, Quantum Leap, the story ends and Sam gets flashed into another person. And this, this whole lay, this comic, uh, I don't want to give it all away. It's hard not to by saying anything. But basically, you get the whole storyline with the two twin sisters and then Sam flashes over to another character and some things happen that end up kind of kicking back to the first storyline. So it's a nice little doubled, double episode crossover type layout. But yeah, I always love the Quantum Leap TV series and the comics I don't know. I want to get more of them. It's a nice way to look at the storyline. and I think it's actually more fun than watching the show. <laughs> so, But I just I want to look up the show list and see. I think this was an episode I seen. I just didn't remember the twins part. So yeah, cat hair everywhere. Yeah. You just can't hear everywhere. I'm petting him as he's petting me. Making the biscuits. This little pause. Alright. Next up, we have Savage Dragon. The Savage Dragon, number one. I've been wanting to read some Savage Dragon because I haven't really read much since. Oh, Christ, way back in probably the Mid-90s, I got into the Max. And when I was into the Max, Savage Dragon kind of popped up. And I started checking him out. He's basically like a big-ass dragon character, strong, muscular, dragon-looking character. Like of a dragon crossed over with a human and he's pretty much 90% human just green colored and has a fin for a for hair <laughs> like a dragon fin uh, and he's basically a private eye style style works with the cops but he's got more of a private eye feel to me but these were interesting. We had quite the... He had to deal with a very interesting character in the beginning of this one that damn near could have whooped his butt. It's like, I kind of wonder what... I don't know enough about his powers other than strength and having this dragon skin. Maybe, but... Even there, his skin gets ripped up pretty easily. 
So I'm not sure. He doesn't have no super healing factor that I see or anything like that. At least not a fast healing factor. But we get to see him and the cops and the crossover with the police department and how he deals with the baddies. And we also get introduced to another big baddie in here that's actually not a bad person. But they end up attacking the savage dragon. And the savage dragon's like kind of the only person on the police force that can deal with the supernaturals, the characters that have superpowers. And it's... It's good-style, cop-style drama. Uh, lots of action every ep- every issue. And gives you... Nice little... Good guy, bad guy story. <laughs> However you want to call it. Sorry about that. I mean, I just bopped you on the head with my cup water cup. I'll go get a drink of water, though, because I got raspy throat. And then we checked out the Savage Dragon, number 13. We were also able to pick up. And this one we get to see kind of like a guy-girl team of undercover cops. We get to see the Savage Dragon and his police force. We get to see some characters that are looking kind of looking suspecting in a diner and then all of a sudden a bunch of stuff happens and people get injured and shot. And one of the characters that ends up coming out of this chapter is the grifter which i'm guessing is just part of the savage dragon image comics world Uh, i don't know if he's based right out of the savage dragon characters or where the grifter originally originated from but I have a variety of comics with him on the cover. Just never really read much about him. But in here they have to deal with a interesting character that has some interesting powers and control over others. And we just get to see where all these different groups of characters, how they mesh together and can deal with each other and while dealing with the issues at hand. So that was fun. This one, I really, I got scoop picked up Scooby-Doo number 36. Cause I noticed that I didn't recognize the cover. So I'm like, yeah, this one, I definitely don't have this one. It's like Velma commits crimes. Scooby hates food. Fred and Daphne are in love? What's going on? <laughs> exactly all that stuff. We're uh, seeing another group of... A different style group of uh, the Scooby gang in this comic. <laughs> it's fun watching them solve crimes. Yet, are they really crimes? Did they set up these crimes? Who set up these crimes? Are the people actually caught who did it? Uh, It's just, it's so much fun. (laughs) It was probably one of my favorite Scooby issues so far. So if you like Scooby and the gang, you want to see some alternate, alternate uh, atmospheres, alternate timeline, alternate, alternate ways of the characters acting and doing things. Uh, 
this is a good one for you. So I suggest checking it out if you're a Scooby fan. But yeah, that was fun. And that was Scooby number Scooby Doo number 36 from Cartoon Network. Actually, it's car that might be that might actually be a Cartoon Network comic. So I know I have those Cartoon Networks comics. And it's like Dexter's Lab, Scooby, and just a bunch of different uh, Cartoon Network comics. They just uh, change through all the different stories and characters. And it's not just Scooby-Doo related. It's other characters too. So check those out. Now we have, I picked up Speed Racer. Featuring Ninja High School crossover number one with the trading card included. I got it and it was sealed. I'm like, yeah, screw it. I'm opening it. So uh, this is done by Now Comics, which also does like Married with Children comics and stuff like that. Which I'm still trying to get my hand on some more of those. But this happens to be about a certain interesting race that's being set up by a race, a racer that's uh, in the race and also set up the race. And we get to see the crossover between Speed Racer and some of his enemies. And then the Ninja High School characters crossing over with them and helping Speed Racer deal with his enemies. That's fun story but it goes I was hoping it was a one shot but it's it's ongoing it crosses over into the regular comic runs I think it, this one goes right into I think a ninja high school comic but it was enjoyable I, I liked it a lot and then we got a WCW World Championship Wrestlings by Marvel Comics. Horror on the high seas. You must not miss the Bruise Cruise. <laughs> In this storyline, we get the old Stinger is doing a cruise, a cruise ship party thing. And it just so happens that Mankind, is it Mankind? No, it's not Mankind. Sorry, he's got too many damn alter egos, but it's Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack is hiding on the Bruise Cruise, and is I think he's supposed to headline against Sting originally anyways, but ends up making it a bigger fiasco and threatens to sink the ship. With the hundreds of people on it and all that stuff, all the wrestlers has some extra help, and they attack Stinger along the way. And Gary, see what Sting does to try and save everybody. And it's I love these wrestling ones. It's just you get wrestling and you get the nice storylines, and they get to amplify them up. And make them more intense. That's definitely worth checking out. If you like any of those wrestling characters. But I still do like the WWE style. And a lot of other like shower gear or books and stuff. Way better. I don't think WCW really focused on a writer for these comics the artwork's good but the storylines are lacking and could use some some cleanup and some boosting i find a lot of verbiage wrong and stuff and just bad writing but i definitely enjoyed the mar uh marvel i keep saying marvel uh trying to compare Marvel and DC. <laughs> but uh, WWE uh, 
puts out a way better storyline. So if you're into the wrestling ones and you're getting the characters crossed over pretty much, I mean, between Dude Love, Mankind, and Cactus Jack and Mick Foley, you had all those characters in both WCW and WWE. Uh, same with like Hulk and Nash, Razor. A lot of your favorite characters were in both forms, but yeah. Definitely check those out if you like the wrestling style. And we're going to end it here with the comic portion and get back with some health stuff right after this. So we'll be right back. Don't go away. All right. Let's get to the health portion of this show. I'm all off today. It's just everything's all flustered. I wasn't thinking that I had my neurologist appointment coming up. Not this coming Monday, but the Monday after. So, guess what, folks? Unless I pre-record it, we're going to probably be missing a Madman of Pod Monday in two weeks. But we'll see. Maybe I'll record it on a Sunday or something, so that way it's good to go. We'll see what happens that week, uh, the way things have been going. Lately, I probably won't get done time because it's just stuff's been coming up like crazy. It's like this pod started out good today and then I've already been all flustered and mixed around. So I'm trying to get back to norm. I'm late with the pod today uh, by a couple hours, but had to get some running done, had to run some people around this morning, so that's why we're a little behind. And then we get all kinds of appointments coming up and things happen within the next couple of weeks and we're just it's just everything's getting flustered. Uh, my brain feels like it's gonna explode. I got a bunch of shit I need to do, but I keep forgetting to do it. As soon as I lay down in bed, it's like it all starts popping up in my head again what I forgot to do and I need to keep a damn notepad next to the bed. Used to have one, but I don't know where the hell I put it or what happened to it. But yeah, that's I gotta get get back to a good level headed state. <laughs> and it's like this getting two to two to three hours sleep and then waking up for two, three hours and then going back to bed for two, three hours isn't working. My body is just so out of whack right now. My side, my shredding flesh, ripping, needling shards of glass and alcohol, soaked in alcohol, shoved in the wounds type feeling has been in the whole, whole, uh, my whole upper right side, I should say, not my whole right side. Mainly from my waist up into my shoulder, it's just, feels like my body's being shredded 24-7, and it's been, this has been going steady now for, I'd say, probably two and a half, three weeks, without any break, just 24-7, freaking pain, and of course, it goes up and down, so most of the time, it's more mellowed out pain, and then you get hit with those moments of, damn, chill, don't torture me so much. What did I do? What's the answer that you want? I'll tell you already. Jeez. Ask me a question. Uh, yeah, so between the fatigue, the tiredness, the burnoutness, the full body pains, and then having these extra body pains, and then the spasticity issues have been amped. I'd say for the past week, my nighttime spasticity issues are off the charts again. I got to get, I'm guessing I'm going to have to double my baclofen again during the night and start taking it during the day. I say taking it during the day because it can knock your ass out or make you feel all tired real quickly all of a sudden. I don't want to be out and about driving and be hit with that. 
so that's why I've been trying to keep it to later in the day, afternoon and evening. I'm going to double up on my bladder meds over the next week just to see what happens. I've uh, got to go ahead for that. I can take it twice a day and stuff. If I have to go to any events or anything like that, which I'm going to be going to comic convention this weekend. So I will definitely... I should have started it today. Maybe I'll still sneak one pill in yet when I go get back up by my medic- medication. Uh, but yeah, I just I need to amp up that because I don't want to have to be running in the bathroom every half hour or so when I'm out and about places. So, but what should we talk about today? Let's see, what's this? Adaptive tools can make things a little easier when you're living with multiple sclerosis. Simple household tasks can be a chore for people with multiple sclerosis who might be dealing with symptoms such as muscle weakness or mobility issues. Fortunately, a wealth of adaptive tools and tips are at hand. Eating and drinking. Yes, fill-proof cups. You can try those. I mean, with our hand issues and stuff, dropping things and all our electronics being around, it's nice to have the spill-proof style. I got the twist-on cap on mine, my water bottle that I use all the time. I don't know, it's somewhere between 16 and 24 ounces. And it keeps ice for a whole day in there so i just bring extra bottles of water and add to it if i need it there's hydration packs and flexible straws which hydration packs you can wear them or mount them on your wheelchair on another any other chair or whatever mount them on stuff uh i'm sure you could mount them on your walker and they have various lengths of sipping tubes for easier access. And I'm sure they have the sipping hoses that you can get. I know I got a hydration backpack with the hose that, I, that comes right off the shoulder strap. So you don't even see it. But if I need it, I just pop it off my shoulder strap, take a sip, pop it right back on. Nice little setup. And I suppose... I never thought about it till now, but if I wanted to, I could sit there and freeze the water pack. And then when I'm out and about for for a day doing whatever, if we're rummaging or something like that, or out at a fair or a convention, I could sit there and just use it, as, double it up as a thing to help with the heat in the summertime, plus sit there and... Uh, have my fluids as it melts and it would last longer probably as far as a cooling device than my cooling vest which has the tiny little ice packs that pretty much thaw out within a half hour hour uh clothes protector protect your clothes clothing while eating with waterproof and washable clothes protectors uh hand clips Are you having trouble gripping, eating, or using cooking utensils? Hand clips will fit almost any utensil, about $15. Some utensil sets also have non-slip handles. I I prefer to find cooking utensils that I can grab and hold on to in a store and get the feel of. And I like that rubbery style grip, the softer rubber, not the hard rubber. Uh, it kind of gives me that extra texture and non-slippage feel, so, especially when I'm dealing with sharp objects. Uh, jar openers. They do have the battery-operated and the plug-in-style jar openers you can get now. 
if you have problems opening jars. Uh, cookware, they have lightweight pots and pans for cooking and rocker knives with rounded blades for easier cutting. And it's like I stupidly bought and I will not buy any more anything for the kitchen without going to a store and buying it because I need to feel it. I need to get the feel of it, see the consistency of it, how much it can hold, how well it would work with certain types of meals because we pretty much cook a lot of the same style meals. So I know what size pans I need and which ones I need that are non stick and which ones I don't matter whether they're just pot version or not. It's like a lot of people will fry a hamburger up in a pan and make like a hamburger helper meal or something like that or some type of meal out of it, making up a spaghetti sauce or taco meat or whatever chili i just use the big pot that i'm cooking everything in i cook my hamburger in there first it cooks nice i don't have to worry about spillage like you do with a pan because you got those short narrow short sides that aren't that high and don't catch as much when you go to stir something all of a sudden you got stuff falling over the sides Burning on the burner, splashing on the burners, all that stuff. I just like using the big old pot. It's like throw it in there. It's easier for chopping up the meat, stirring it up, and then you can drain it. And then once you get it drained, start dumping the rest of the ingredients in and finish cooking up whatever you're trying to cook. And you're good to go. And the only time I use a pan is if I'm doing hamburger patties or something like that, then I'll fry them up in the pan but but yeah it's easier just to use a big old pot uh in the bathroom uh toothbrush i think get electric or battery powered toothbrushes they're easier to grip and clean easier oh well, clean more easily than a standard toothbrush Flossing, choose big, a big handled floss holder for flossing. Bathing, you can try adaptive devices for the shower and bath, including long handled shower brushes, shower and bath seats, safety handholds, uh, non skid bath mats, and ADA compliant faucets. And a lot of stuff you can get. Through your uh, over-the-counter, if you have certain insurance companies, they have over-the-counter uh, benefits where you get $50, $75 a month or every three months to spend on over-the-counter medications, uh, bathroom supplies, uh, urinary supplies, uh, grabbers, safety handles, uh, raised toilet seats, shower heads. I mean, they got so much stuff that you can choose from toothpaste. I mean, they even got stop smoking crap patches and stuff. Uh, but look into your insurance and see if you have any extra benefits. Uh, Usually they're called like over-the-counter or essential extras, stuff like that. It's like this year for my essential extras, you get to pick one out of like 10 things to have for the year. And my choice this year was $500 towards adapted items. I was hoping that they'd have a good variety of walkers and stuff. But of course, it's really limited. So I found like maybe three things that I'll pick up. But we'll see. I'll have to go online and see if they have a better better selection of items. But yeah, definitely beneficial. And if I don't have to pay for my assisted devices and I can get those paid for, that's a benefit big time. Because that stuff can add up. 
it's like my wife bought me that walker that was a couple hundred bucks it's stuff's not cheap when you get those things but uh around the home some reaching tools grabbers and stuff like that that you can pick up work aids uh computers and internet and and the internet are an essential part of modern life a large trackball mouse can help with arm and wrist motion a variety of adjustable tables and accessories are available for wheelchair users including trays that easily attach and detach uh, typing aid buttons button pushers fit easily over the hand and allow you to push one key or any button at a time and there's so many different adaptable devices out there if you just do your research and just see what you can find and nowadays they have tablets that are easier to read for people that have problems reading stuff they got keyboards that are easier to type with if you got like me with the fat finger issues and stuff uh, anything like that that can benefit you along the way if if you find something try it out hopefully it'll work for you but uh yeah just just look into those things and see see which ones can definitely help you out uh you'll find a lot of stuff out there if you look it just depends what you're looking for help with and whether it's walking sitting staying there stand desk there's uh, little adapters that you can set on a desk that you can put your laptop on and it can raise and lower it to the right heights for you uh, they got voice activated things so you only didn't have to type anymore uh, yeah just there's if you need it there's probably a source out there to help you find it uh, multiple Sclerosis occurs when abnormal response of the body's immune system is directed against the central nervous system, which is made up of the brain, spinal cord, and optic nerves. This can lead to cognitive symptoms, particularly memory issues, slower processing of incoming information, or difficulty in decision-making and organization. Dementia is... A catch-all term for cognitive impairment that encompasses a variety of diseases. Alzheimer's disease is the most common, but people with Parkinson's disease and amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, ALS, can be classified as having dementia. People can also develop dementia as a result of traumatic brain injuries, strokes, or sero cerebrovascular disease and people with ms can be diagnosed with dementia as well and dementia runs in my family so it's with having multiple sclerosis we're told that it can set agitate and set off those things earlier in life and i've noticed that Dementia symptoms include cognitive deficits that interfere with a person's ability to manage their daily affairs like paying bills or taking medications correctly. Alzheimer's disease leads to progressive atrophy of and cognitive changes within the brain. It's thought to be caused by the abnormal buildup of two proteins in and around the brain cells amyloid or plaque and taw or tangles alzheimer's disease has a specific set of symptoms impairment in memory and some other cognitive domains like language decision making or the ability to quickly switch from one task to another these symptoms result in people being unable to do everyday activities to take care of themselves like getting dressed, eating, showering, or doing chores. A lot of these things we notice early on in our 
relationship to our cognitive, our cogfog, our cognitive disabilities and issues. Unlike MS, Alzheimer's disease is usually initially diagnosed in people over the age of 65. People can develop early onset Alzheimer's before the age of 65 also. Uh, let's see, Laura Hancock from the Department of Neurology at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine says some studies suggest that people with MS may experience memory difficulties that are similar to people with Alzheimer's disease. And I agree 100%. I, I constantly see these things. I do a lot of dementia and Alzheimer's research because I'm caretaker for someone dealing with it. And it's like I constantly see things that are related to the things I deal with with MS. So it's uh, yeah. Early cognitive symptoms in MS often occur in particularly cognitive domains, like processing speed. These symptoms are usually mild to begin with, which means that they can be targeted by specific treatments and potentially improved. Uh, that type of improvement is more difficult with dementia, which affects multiple, multiple cognitive symptoms. And while MS cognitive symptoms and dementia symptoms progress in steps, dementia symptoms accelerate more quickly in the case of Alzheimer's disease, people often can learn some new information, but they can't recall any of it later. In cognitive impairment related to MS, new information does get stored, but may not be stored correctly. One potential reason is that MS can create lesions in the brain that block or shrink pathways between different parts of the brain. Our brains can create new pathways, but they may not be as efficient or effective as the original route. In some people, MS-related cognitive symptoms may become so severe that they can be categorized as dementia. Having a plan makes people feel more in control, even if they don't have to use it. Being mindful and aware of your fears is also crucial. For instance, if you're having trouble participating in a fast-paced conversation and are feeling anxious, stop, relax, and reset. Take a deep breath and give yourself permission to simply follow the conversation without participating. A psychologist or therapist, either in person or through a telehealth consultation, can help you with these strategies and suggest other solutions to help manage your fear. I, uh, usually when I get stuck in a situation like that, my, uh, overall body shakes will start when my brain my brain when my brain gets too active it'll just put me into full body shakes the more i think about stuff the more i'm talking about stuff and it's really annoying because it also affects your speech and it just sets all things all kinds of things off all at once all right some ways to help lower your risk of dementia You can eat mindfully and a healthy diet will always benefit your brain. Some brain healthy foods are always like green leafy vegetables, other vegetables, nuts, berries, beans, whole grains, seafood, poultry, olive oil, and wine. Uh, and stay away from things like red meat, butter, margarine, cheese, pastries, sweets, and fried and fast food. 
get adequate shut eye and good night's sleep. Stay away. Put the electronic devices away an hour before bed or so, just so they aren't. You don't have that blue light brain going on. You can't fall asleep. Uh, make sure you got a comfortable sleeping atmosphere. The temperatures right for you, and your bedding's good. I ain't spend good money on your bedding, your bed. I mean, your bed is something that you spend a third of your life in. So make sure you spend money on that and get yourself something good and comfortable and beneficial. Uh, it's gonna You're going to appreciate it in the long run. And I'm telling you this while I'm dealing with a mattress that has a lifetime warranty because it's hard as a freaking rock. <laughs> and it's just never going to soften up or get comfortable so that's why it's got a lifetime warranty but work it out just as exercise can improve the physical and emotional symptoms of MS it can also boost cognitive skills uh, do what you can But don't do it to where you feel pain. If you feel pain, stop. Just do a workout that helps loosen up the body. Uh, You can do hand cycling, seated exercises, walking, dancing, swimming, yoga, tai chi. And there's so many different things you can do that aren't overly stressful for the body. Uh, Mind games are great for you. Video games. Anything like that. Puzzles. Uh, doing crafts. Having a hobby. Anything to keep the brain active. Tell a story. Uh, the Kessler Foundation has developed a modified story memory technique that can improve memory by as much as 10% in people with MS. The goal is to take unrelated information and put it together into a story you can visualize. For instance, if you need to go to the bank, pick up your child at school and buy apples, cups, and tuna at the supermarket, you make it into a story in your mind and visualize that information. You could tell yourself you're going to the ATM to get money, then to the store to mix apples and tuna in a cup, and then you're going to serve those cups of food to 10 kids. (laughs) This very can help your brain keep things in it. Uh, Take your disease-modified therapy, disease-modified drug that works for your symptoms that your doctor suggests. Be social. Social activities, whether online or in person, are good for your brain. Keep your brain active and going. It's good to be around people. Keep You don't want to close yourself off completely because then you can have other issues too. Sad plus MS. Cozy up. Darker, colder colder days are ahead. For those with MS who are affected by heat, winter offers a respite from the warmer months. For others, however, seasonal affected disorder, SAD, may set in. It's important to be able to tell the difference between SAD and MS so you know how to best treat your symptoms. MS and SAD have four major symptoms in common. Fatigue, mood changes, problems focusing, and sleep disorders. Insomnia, sleeping too much, or disrupted sleep. The biggest difference between SAD and MS is that SAD is most likely to occur around the same time each year. If you look back on your personal history, do these symptoms increase during winter or a specific season? Keeping a health or symptom journal 
can help you determine this and bring these findings to your healthcare professional may help you get the care you need. There are also small things you can do to reduce some symptoms associated with SAD, like spend times outdoors each day, even if it's cloudy, eat right and exercise regularly, look into light therapy, which involves using special lights that stimulate, simulate natural light, uh, yeah, it's looking back a year ago on my podcast, I'm seeing the same things I'm dealing with nowadays, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> so it's funny how these things work out. But, but yeah, we're running out of time, so I'm going to have to end it here. So be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick chat a monster. Rate, review, tell a friend. Subscribe. And we will get back to you again, hopefully soon.